always been intrigued by the phrase in the song that we just sung. When we get to heaven, we'll meet one another just inside the gate. We're God's family. We had that tendency of, as we sing this song, of thinking about God's family here. And need to realize we're talking about God's family everywhere. And I don't believe there's going to be a crowded entrance at the gate. Uh, We're all going to be inside. But this, that concept of being with family, we've had reminders of that for us and the time that we've had to be here on the earth, times when we've been separated from one another, times when we've been able, after a long period of time, to be able to come together. And what a blessing that is for both sides, for the one who's been absent for a while to come and to have the fellowship, and for us also to have that fellowship with them as well. What a blessing it is to be part of God's family and to have that care and that concern for one another. The psalmist is reminding us of that. I know what it says up there, but I'm also looking at Psalm 84. The psalmist is reminding us of that as they traveled to Jerusalem to worship God at the specified times that God had commanded through his word. And as they would make that trip, this would be one of the songs that they would sing as they traveled and anticipating that time to be in the house of God with God's people. And we think about that in life. And as the psalm will go on to say, there are guideposts along the way that they would anticipate that as they get closer to it, they would know about how far that they have to go. After you make the trip for a period of time, you have an idea of how long it takes, and you have an idea of what the the markers are along the way. For the past 10 years or so, we have taken Highway 75 north up to Highway 69 north, the I-44 east into Springfield, Missouri. And we know most of the places in between. And we know how long it takes to get to these certain places. And the closer you get to them, the more the anticipation rises of reaching your destination of being with family. This is what the psalmist is talking about in Psalm 84. The guideposts are saying, as we travel, there's fond memories of being with family, fond memories of anticipating being with family, and we have that in our life as well. We have loved ones scattered abroad, even here in the congregation, and you know about how far it is to those loved ones and about how long it takes for us to get there or for you to get to those places And again, there's just that anticipation. What a joy it is just to have that hope of an eternal home with him one day. We have no way of fully comprehending or understanding of what that heavenly home will be like, what we shall be like, and how we will know one another. But we have the promise that we will be his family. 
that there is a knowledge there. But we will see him as he is, and we shall be as he is, which means this physical body is not there. And however God chooses to work that, does it matter? Just being in heaven is what matters. I'll let God work the details out. But being in heaven, the joy that we have in being family, He's given us the physical families that we have. He's given us that connection that we have as physical families. And what it means to be connected again after a long period of absence along the way. What it means to us. And again, what it will mean to us eternally when we're able to be indeed with God. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. How lovely is his tabernacle. For the Jews of their day, there's no way for us to fully comprehend the majesty of the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. To see its beauty as they would crest a hill and see the city and the temple that was there. How lovely is that? This is the dwelling place that that God calls his name to to dwell. This is the house of the Lord. How precious it is. And how they long for that period of time. Our fellowshipping in the house of God is not the length of time that it was for them. But there is a preciousness and a longing that we have of being able to be in the house of the Lord to worship him. And we, like them, at times may look at the physical, and when we see it, there is that anticipation of what it's going to be like when we enter that house of the Lord. And for us to realize what we have here in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense as well, of our being in the house of the Lord, not the physical but the spiritual building that we are. But how great it will be to be in the temple, in the house of God, eternally. How lovely it is. And my soul longs, does it? Do we just long for that eternal home? Long for that opportunity just to find that rest? The travel there would not have been easy. The travel there would have been long and difficult for those who would travel any great distance to be in Jerusalem for the time required to come together to worship God. I've often thought about it as I've been in the land, described as land flowing with milk and honey. And as I walk through some of that part of the country, I'm thinking, if this is a land that flows with milk and honey, I'm not sure what the desert's going to look like. Time has changed everything. I understand that. 
But this, that concept of seeing that holy city and knowing what was to come, to be able to come together to worship, to lift up praises to God, that as again as they traveled, they had songs that they would sing, which would be the psalms that we oftentimes read in the scriptures. Many of them were designated as those that they traveled and sang along the way. And there's something in the singing, is there not? There's something that is in the singing that touches the soul as we were singing about God's family. And as we talked about and as we're saying about how deep the Father's love And the song, remind me, dear Lord, remind me of what is mine, of what we have. And the thought again that as you come together, a lot that you have done or remembered in the past is gone, doesn't have its place. As when physical families gather together, particularly as the time passes by and the families get older. And when you gather together, you forget a lot of the things that have gone on when you were previously young. Talking to one of my sisters and talking about how blessed it is to have that fellowship that we have together in family. Now, I feel blessed in having her and someone mentioned to me, she said, I bet you didn't say that when you were younger. I said, no, I didn't. But time has changed that. And family is precious. And family becomes precious because what happens? If we begin to see family leave this earth. And we long for that time to be together. And how that will be, I'll let God work on, but it has to be a wonderful family reunion. We've had a few ourselves, and there's nothing quite like it when the family gathers together after a long period of abstinence, and this begins to reminisce what we have, what we had, what we have, and what is coming, the growth of the family. No way to describe it any longer of how it's mushroomed out to where it is today, in the spiritual family as well. We all have spiritual family scattered abroad, do we not? We have those that we've known at one time who've moved to another place or we've moved to another place. And there's a distance between us, but there's a tie that binds us together. It's always been a joy to be able to be someplace where family gets together spiritual family, to renew the kinship again, the, the, the fondness, recall the pleasant memories. But again, that's just a glimpse of what heaven will be like. Do we long for that period of time to be with him in the courts of the Lord? My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. He talks about in verses 3 and 4, it's interesting, talks about the sparrow that has found a home in the temple. He is going to be there for a period of time, and then he is going to have to return home. He said, how blessed is the sparrow 
that he gets to stay in the temple. And we understand the spiritual temple that is ours is ours as we travel. It's ours as we're separated. We still have this connection. But again, how blessed it is just to be able, when we do gather together, to look out and to see those lovely faces. I don't have my glasses on. To see those lovely faces that are out there and to know how rich we've been blessed in being his children and how much more so do we long for that eternal home. The swallow makes a nest for herself she may, where she may lay her young. Even the altars of the Lord of hosts, my King and my God, are blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will be still praising you, those that, the priests that served in the house. What will it be like? The psalmist is saying, what will it be like to continually dwell in the house of the Lord? How blessed those are that were able to do such. Even the sparrow or the priest and whatever, just to be continually in the house of the Lord. That's why we long Long for that eternal home. We enjoy the time we have here. And there's times when we long for this physical gathering of his people. And we've been reminded when we had that time where we could not gather together. Didn't your heart ache? Didn't this ache and, and long for that time when we could be able to just see one another. And to hear one another's voice. And there is something in the singing that is important for us. The teaching and admonishing, the encouraging of one another in our psalms and our hymns and our spiritual song. God designed that. God designed us in such a way that again, we are not individuals who can live and dwell by themselves. God did not intend us to be that way. He intended us to have that fellowship. He intended for us to have a family And he gives us that physically, he gives us that spiritually, this family that is closely knit together because we are reminded, regardless of who we are, regardless of the background from which we've come, be it a loving home or be it a home that was divided or be it a home that was no love described within it, to be able to come together and to have a home a family that does love one another, that does support one another, that does encourage one another to be reminded that we are in each other's thoughts and we are in each other's prayers. And we appreciate those times, again, when we can edify one another by our physical presence, by our thoughts, our words, our singing, and our singing along the way. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on the pilgrim's reach, that as they pass through the valley of Abaca, they make it a spring, the rain covers it with pools, and they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Blessed is the man whose strength is in God. Does that not encourage you? Are you not encouraged by those who have a strong faith in God? Who can lift you up? 
who can help you and walk with you and give you that comfort that may be needed at a particular time so that we can be in the valley or that we can move towards Jerusalem. And as they again saw this valley, not sure about all what's involved in that, but it was the signpost. They knew when they got there, they knew how much farther they had to go to get to Jerusalem. And we go from strength to strength, do we not? We're, we're blessed at times to be able to have the multiple opportunities for fellowship, for gathering together to study God's Word and to worship and to praise Him. And sometimes that is what keeps us going from Sunday to Wednesday, from Wednesday to Sunday, and so on and so forth. To have that opportunity and you know, those privileges that if I can make it to Sunday, I'll be okay. If I can make it to Wednesday, I'll be all right. If I can have that fellowship, whatever it may be, from strength to strength, that's the way we live our lives, is it not? If we can just do this and move on towards that. You know, for some odd reason, we've got one sitting over here who wants to live another couple of weeks so he can be as old as Hubert. Along uh, yeah, in there, just that, but that connection, that fellowship that ties us together. We long for things like that. That's what encourages us from strength to strength. We, we build on each other. We encourage one another. Recharge the battery is what we talk about sometimes for the Wednesday night service. It's an opportunity to come together and to recharge our batteries for the rest of the week. We need that. God intended us to need that. Provided ways for us to have that. And we, we have multiple ways of doing that that they never ever dreamed about. We can do it on the computer. We can do it on our phones and have that interface with one another. But it's still not quite the same. It's not quite the same. I enjoy watching the grandkids on, on, on the phone, but I cannot reach out and hug them. <laughs> Grab them up in my arms. It's just not quite the same. But it's okay, because that's better than not seeing them. But I'm simply saying, we're built for fellowship. We're built for this interaction with one another. And that's what keeps us going, having strength to strength. To go from strength to strength. And each one will appear before God in Zion. We're moving towards that direction one day. Oh, Lord God of hosts, hear my prayers. What a blessing it is to, to, to know. We make the petition, God, hear my prayers. We know he hears our prayers. But how rich that is. Just to know that it, it's hard to describe, is it not? That privilege, that honor, that is yours. That birth-given right as a child of the living God that birth given right by the blood of Christ to come before the almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, all powerful and almighty and all righteous and all purity and all godliness and to lay a request before him and to know without a moment's hesitation he hears. He hears. The majesty of God you ever been in a room, I know you have because I've been with you a lot of times, you ever been in a room where everybody's talking? 
and you cannot hear everybody, you cannot be involved in all the conversation, and all the conversations get, you know, kind of run together at times. But with God, never. Never. You have, how he works it is his, because he is almighty. You have a direct line to him. When you talk to him, he hears you. He's hearing others as well. But he hears you. He hears your request. He hears your tone. He feels your heartache. Or he feels your joy. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what we need before we ask, but he always has told us to ask. And that he gives generously. And at times I need to remind myself of that. He gives generously above anything that we can imagine. So whatever it is in my life, however dark I view things of what I may be going through at the current time, God has given generously, abundantly, and above what we could imagine. So life is good. He hears. He answers. Sometimes he doesn't answer in the way we want him to answer. Doesn't answer in the time frame we want him to answer, but I know he hears. And I know he understands. We do that in the earthly life. If you've got a birthday coming up, you've got a holiday coming up that the kids are involved in, they're asking you long before that holiday gets around of what they want and what they would like to have. You hear them. You may not answer them directly at that present time, but you hear them. And God hears us. Sometimes it's telling us, not yet, not now. But he's saying, listen, wait on the Lord and what he has to give is greater, more precious than what you're asking for right now. I ask for things here. And he may be saying, not now. Because there's something greater coming down the road that you do not know about. Trust me. I may not see it here. But there's something greater coming down the road called heaven and that far excels anything that I would want down here so it's trusting him hear my prayers give ear O God of Jacob give an ear listen I have a request God hears as we hear the prayers or the thoughts or the requests of our children but we answer them in a way that's best for them what would be best for them? It's not what we may think that would be best for us, but it's what's best for them that makes the difference. And that's how God works with us. And I don't know about you, but if you take time to use that thing called memory, memory in the good, but if you take time to use that thing called a memory, go back and recall 
some of those special blessings that you have received down through time and what it means to you. How important it was maybe to have seen a loved one for one last time. We have those requests in our lives of, I just want to see whatever it is. I want to see my kids grown. I want to see my grandkids. I want to see my great-grandkids. And however farther down the line that that thing goes. I just want to see. Family ties. We have them spiritually, family ties. And the family that he gives... At the time, we may not see it. Sometimes when family members are added to the family, some of those that were in the family before they came along may not always see them as a welcome addition because they're taking time away from what I want. And I'm having to learn to do that thing that I need to do anyhow called share. But as time unfolds, what a blessing they are. Physically, and what a blessing they are spiritually that God gives in such a special way in our lives. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. Have you ever thought about that? A day in the court of the Lord is better than a thousand days anywhere else. A day in the house of God eternally is better than a thousand days down here. Do we see it that way? Do we see it that way? A day in the house of God. What is it worth? What value does it have? And how does it measure or compare to anything that the world has to give? How blessed we are when we can do it along that line. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be a servant. How many times have we said that? Just let me in the pearly gates. I just want to be, I'd just be happy to be a servant. Be a servant in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness rather than have anything that this world has to offer. I'd rather, I'd rather just be a servant than to enjoy all the wealth that this world has to offer for the time that I'm here. Do we see it that way? I'm here. I want to serve while I'm here, but I long for a day when I can serve him there. And that day is well worth it. Put up with whatever we have to put up with here. But knowing that whatever it is I have to put up with here, God has always promised me and continues to promise me, I'm with you each step that you take. I, each step that I take, the Savior goes with me. One of the songs. Do we, do we accept that, believe that, and hang on to that within our life? For the Lord God is a sun, gives the light, and a shield for protection.
The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he keep back from those who walk uprightly. Our lives are blessed. We need to see him as being blessed by God. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Blessed is the one who puts his trust in God. Well, that's what you get to answer this evening. Is that where your trust is? Is your trust in the Lord of hosts? Do you draw your strength from what he has to give? Do you allow him to change the life that you live? So that one day again, we can be the doorkeeper in the house of that eternal home with God, which is well worth it. While we pray and while we plead, as you see your soul's deep need, that's a song that you have to answer individually as you look at your life. If there's a need to make a change, any time is appropriate. But there may be a need that you have this evening that would cause you to want to make a change now. But as you look at your life, if you have a deep need, and if we could assist you, if we could help you with that desire, we'd encourage you to come as together we stand and sing.